genre. Bueller. 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 Everybody, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. Today we're taking the day off to talk about Minute Twenty Three. I'm I'm finally going to say something <laughs> after recording with you for over a year now. It hasn't been over a year. It hasn't even quite a year, right? No, not yet. I feel like you cut me off every time. I don't. Every time I feel like the end of my last name, you're already talking about like what the minute's about. <laughs> and I never say anything because I'm just like, maybe that's, I go, maybe he's not really, I go, because he's the one that edits, so he would know. And I think he would say something, but then like every time my, I say it, I've you been getting, start. I've been shaving closer and closer to your name as I say it. <laughs> and like, I mean, well, I'm just like, you know what? Like, what the heck? Do you want me to like pop? I, you, no, 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 I just think like, yeah, I'm as you're saying, Roby, you're getting closer I'm and closer. I'm Laguna. No, I'm not talking about this. And today, we're talking oh about God. minute number 23. See, I should have said nothing. That's fine. I don't mean like I'm sorry. Huge I don't mean for you mean, to think that like I'm cutting you it's off. It's like you're getting closer and closer. I, I, don't, I don't want you to think that I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Pretty soon, I'm going to get only to my first name. It's going to be like... I'm Vic we're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, all right. There you go. That's all you got. Uh, so I was like, I'm finally going to say that because that was really bad this time. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Barely got my name out I'm my sorry. mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see how close it was when I edit. We'll let people. I'm just going to leave all this in. They were talking about minute number 23 yeah. of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Minute 23 starts with a stammering Ed Rooney. And it ends with Cameron doubting himself. As always. He does it a lot. It's, uh, we'll get to it. It's at the end of the minute. Mm, we'll, we can talk about it now. Let's talk about it now. It's fine. He's fine. This whole minute, he's in charge. Mm-hmm. Until Ferris walks into the room. And that's when he's like, I'm a little scared that he's going like to recognize He kind of starts voice. like freaking out a little bit. Just a little bit. And it, it doesn't happen until Ferris is in the room in front of him. Like he's kind of in charge at this moment. Ferris is presumably like upstairs on his phone. He's on the red phone when he calls. So he yeah. must be in his bedroom, which means that Cameron's downstairs by himself having the conversation he's having with Rooney. Um... Through most of this, through most of this minute, when he's uh, when he's kind of chastising him now for for, he's like, "No, I am, I am, Mister Peterson." It's like, "Well, I think you should be sorry for Christ's sake. A family member dies, and you insult me. What the hell is the matter with you anyway?" With you anyway. <laughs> and, and 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 Rooney just does not know what to do. Until uh, uh, you do. I I I I. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I, I really don't know, sir. I mean, I didn't think I was talking to you. He's like panicking. And Cameron on the other line is just like doing, doing his little his jig. Little he's like back and forth. He's got this smirk on his face. He's so proud of himself. And he's, he's like, because like, he's kind of, he's uh, tricked him. He has tricked him. He's tricked can tell, this guy. You can hear him freaking out. Mm-hmm. So he's all like, ha, ha. he's like, oh, we won. Ha, ha, ha. Like I can, I can relax a little bit. Like I don't have to be freaking out about this. Cause I've won. Yeah. Uh, you know, sir, that I would never deliberately insult you like this. I, I, I can't begin to tell you how embarrassed I am. 
Uh, Ed's trying to get Grace to, to, to do something. He's like waving at her, like trying to tell her something, but he can't interrupt what he's doing on the phone. So she's like, what? What do you want from me? And then uh, I really, really like this moment from Cameron. <laughs> the delivery. Oh, it's so great. It's very punctuated. The, the, I don't want to like yell into the mic, be too loud. <clears throat> but he goes, pardon my French, but you're an asshole. <laughs> and we like cut for half a second and then we cut back and he goes, asshole. <laughs> he has to say it twice. He must oh, feel so, so good. He's probably been wishing, just wishing that he could say something like this to Rooney for years. Ha- have it, have it. I'm pretty sure there's like a teacher or somebody that you would love to be like, just like you're. Yeah. You're an asshole. Yeah. Like, tell them. You're, like, an, you're asshole. an asshole. Like just outright. And he's finally gotten to say this off his chest. He feels, he must, he must feel so good. Like. To say this to Rooney. And, and, and Ed's like, uh, you've, uh, you've hit the nail right on the head. Oh, it's so funny. This ain't over, Buster. Do you read me? Buster. Cause I'm Buster. Um. I, there's a lot happening. The cuts back and forth are like so quick in right. this minute. Going uh, back to Rooney's office and back because to it's the, not it's not kitchen. cutting back and forth only between the conversation. Like as one person speaks, then the other person speaks. It cuts in between those speeches because then we get to see what's happening in the room like while the other person's talking. To what the other person's doing. Yes, yeah. so we get to see him doing his dance while Rooney's trying to apologize. Yeah, and then we get to see them scrambling around the around the office while he's saying that Rooney's an asshole. Yeah, and uh, just a lot of frantic action. On the side of Rooney and Grace. Yeah, um, what is he trying to? What is he trying to get? He wants. So he 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 covers the phone finally and goes find out where she is. Uh, he wants to have her outside for him. He he he's like, uh, well, not we haven't even gotten to that part yet. He wants to excuse her. Like he's really screwed up. He can't keep her now. Like he's got to excuse her for the day because her yeah. grandmother's died and he's insulted his her her father. Her father, who he thinks he is, his father. who he thinks is his father. Yeah, and so he's like, get her out of her class, like find her right now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting. They've already sent the nurse to her. Were they just sending the nurse to like inform her, and then she had to go back to class? Rooney's gonna go get her himself. Yeah. Um. But there's there's a lot of just like them running or scrambling around the office uh he 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 says like find out where she is and then and then grace like goes behind his desk and is like rummaging through she pulls out this binder she like flips it out onto his onto his desk and uh guessing like has class schedules or yeah something I, I would assume that it must have like a record of like who's where and what class what class At room. what time yeah, yeah. uh-huh but but there's this weird like between today and tomorrow a lot of like running back and forth between these office spaces mm-hmm. while this phone conversation is still happening. Um, it, I, like I don't know entirely what what they're doing like in each moment. Like right here, she's looking at the binder, and then she runs into the office, and he's still on the phone. And uh, and then later tomorrow, I think he'll run into the office. We'll talk about when we get there. Just, just running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, in the um, one of the behind the scenes thing on the DVD that I have, uh, Edie McClurg says that they needed that John Hughes had mentioned because none of this is in the script either. I mean, some of the dialogue on the phone conversation is in the script, but none of what's actually happening in the office at the moment is in the yeah, script. The uh, all the it's the all movements. improvised. It's so improvised, and so 
he's like, well, we need a lot of like back and forth between the offices. I want like a frantic space here. Like he's, he's in deep water with Mr. Peterson and like he wants to get her out. And so what Edie McClurg did is she told Jeffrey Jones, like, we're, we're going to, we're going to have some action back and forth between my office and yours. And I'm just going to keep getting in your way. And so you see them like bump into each other and they're like passing the phone to each other and just like frantic. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. She's like, we had a lot of fun that day. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, I think it's pretty great. I think it's really great. And then we cut back to Cameron and we see, uh, Ferris entering the room in the background and he's like, uh, he gets a music cue. Well, I do like, I do like when he's like, this isn't over Buster. Do you read me? And, and Rooney's like, loud and clear, Mr. Peterson. He goes, call me, sir. God damn it. It's like, all, all, all right. Sir. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. He's like, now that's better. You just mind your P's and Q's and remember who you're dealing with. And then we get the James Bond music. Hey, you get James Bond music. Uh, in the script. No, in the commentary, John Hughes just goes, I liked Bond movies. <laughs> that's all he said. That's yeah. all I liked. I like Bond movies. Bueller. Ferris Bueller. And then, and then that's when Cameron like puts his hand over the phone and he, he breaks the illusion. So through the last two minutes, we've had this like he's Mr. Peterson on the phone. And even though we see that it's Cameron, he's still like in the act of being Mr. Peterson. Right. And then Cameron and then Ferris enters the room and he deflates. He puts his hand over the phone and he's like, I'm a what little scared that he's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Ferris is here and Ferris is the expert. Right. So. So. So Cameron. It pulls back a little bit. Um, Which I feel like he didn't need to. No, I don't think so either. It's a lack of confidence on his part. It is a lack of confidence on his part. And uh, and Ferris sees that too. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I like Ferris's reaction at the very beginning of tomorrow. Um, we'll talk about it a lot. I think that it's like one of his most boyish moments. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's fun. I like the two of them. They're good friends. It's fun. It really comes through that that they that they're uh, they've known each other a long time. It feels like they've known each other for like a long time. Yeah, and uh, I like that that comes across so naturally between the two of them. I think they do a really good job in this in this movie. It's definitely believable that they're like childhood friends. Yeah, <laughs> you've been saying that since the fifth grade. Yeah, so they've at least been friends since the fifth grade, which yeah. is a long time. Long time. It's uh, seven years, easily seven eight mm-hmm. years. That's a long time. It's almost as long as I've known you, actually. Not quite, but we're getting there. Getting there. Getting there. I've known you a while now. Feels like a long time. I know. Could you imagine if we had known each other when we were kids? Me and Ricky have had similar conversations. <laughs> but that is a weird thing because you have to realize there's Victoria an age Victoria didn't there, like anybody. No. There's an age difference. Yeah, that's true. So you wouldn't like, have liked me as a kid. So, like, okay, if you want to go back to when I was in fifth grade, what grade were you in? Uh, I wasn't going to school yet. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it'd be kind of weird for a fifth-year-old just to be Hang well, with a fifth-year-old with a fifth-grader <laughs> a fifth-grader fifth to be hanging out with, like, a preschool-age child. I guess. It's a little weird. I was a precocious child. Yeah, like, look at my friend. Like, <laughs> I, got, I, got a, I got a big friend. When I was in first grade, I had a pen pal that was a fifth-grader. I remember having a pen pal in school. Like, it was a it was a thing, but with a foreign country. Mm, I don't think I ever had a there pen pal with in a country. Thailand. Wow. It was like a thing with Thailand. And then they came down and visited, and, and we actually had like they partnered up with us. 
the pen pals partnered up together and got to be in shadowed us for like a week or whatever. It was kind of cool. That's that is cool. But see, yeah, it doesn't work. See, and I think the age difference between me and you is bigger than me and Ricky. Yeah. And so Ricky's all like, oh, yeah, like, he's like, we can't say we were in high school together. He's like, because if I was a senior, he's like, you wouldn't even be high school yet. He's like, you'd be in, like, eighth grade. Like, yeah, look at me and my 14-year-old girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I'm like, no, No. what's that? So it's like, no, like, yeah, it sounds all cute and everything when you say it, but then if you analyze it, it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work. Nope. So, well, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. This is a fun minute. I really like this week. This is one of my favorite weeks of the podcast. Like, just, like, stuff going on in the minutes. Like I think Cameron is his cutest when he's in this outfit and has the, and has that confidence mm-hmm. for this, like, minute or two. And when yeah. she's like, oh, you're really attractive right now. And then it went away when soon yeah, as Ferris love, got in the room. I love his smirk when he's doing his little wiggle back and forth. It's yeah, super like, cute. It's just like, oh, like, you're just, you're just such a, you're such a kid. I love You forget he's there. 28. Yeah. Uh, can I say, like, my, f- the, just like a little thing about this minute. Mm. I really love that when he says, pardon my French, his hair, like, flips and it sticks up. So now his hair sticking up because he just throws his head the way he does. And it's like, it's, I just, I just, I can't not see, like, the pieces of hair that are sticking up on his head when he's saying that. Like, like a rooster comb yeah. going on it's there. it's kind of silly. I like it. It's fun. For a minute, I thought he like smacked her kind of on the butt, like like poked her, like hey. Oh like, yeah, when when he told her to find out where she is, and he's like like doing this thing her a little yeah. bit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like poke, like turn around, like he's trying to like shoo her, like this isn't where that is, like you need to go get something from somewhere else. Go do something else. He moves a lot when he talks, like levels. Oh yeah, yeah. You know when he's when he's on the phone, he's hunched. When when Alan Ruck is like hunched over the the island, and he's like doing his affectation, like he really like. He puts a lot into it. Yeah. It's silly. It's very silly. He's acting with his whole body. Even though Rooney can't see him. Well, nope. which is a good thing that Rooney can't see him, but still. I mean, yeah. That'd be yeah. silly. <laughs> Break the illusion completely, Victoria. I know. I know. Well, that's why I think it's so, like, uh, well, we will find out in the next minute or two, like, how close it came to this illusion not necessarily working out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they could have messed everything up. Oh, yes. Could have gone very wrong. We'll talk about that. We'll get that. Save it. I think that's your catchphrase. Not my catchphrase. It's just a minute thing. Comes up on a lot of the minute shows. Yeah. You just don't listen. Oh, so I just thought it was you. No, it's not I me. Gave you too, I gave I... you so much credit. You did. That's not even my joke. Oh, you could have just That happened like... on Star Wars Minute a long time ago. You could You could have just like owned it no. until one of the star wars guys been like no we said it first no the star it. wars minute wiki page shows it on their wiki as an in joke for their show oh funny okay yeah oh i didn't know they had a wiki someone's doing yeah there's a there's people behind the wiki page oh. they have a lot of people in their listener society well yeah star wars I mean, they've been doing it for fandom. years now too you know so they've really had time for it to grow and like blow up it's pretty amazing like it a lot All right. I think that was everything I have for this minute, too. Mm-hmm. Join us tomorrow, everybody, for minute number 24 on Thursday, the first day of Comic-Con, where you can find me and Victoria hanging out on the floor. Uh, Going to be at the Mysterious Galaxy Bookstore booth, so you can find us over there. Working on having some uh, 
some stickers or some buttons or something to that effect with us while we are around the sales floor. So if you find us, you might get some swag. Don't hold me to that. Don't know exactly what we're going to have yet. <laughs> there, the goal, the intention is there. I am intention, working on it's it. It's the thought that counts, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's trying to tell you. Yeah. Come find us and uh, join us tomorrow for Minute 24 of Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. Donkey shit. Find out where she is. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah.